IDC Radio. Part of your world with Shiri Epstein and Tally Cohen. Hey everyone, this is Part of Your World in the IDC International Radio. 106.2 FM. I'm your host, Tali, and I'm here with my co-host, Shiri. Shiri, what's up? Hey, Tali. So today's episode is going to touch on some sensitive things, I think, because we're going to yeah. talk about mental issues. But first, let's go into a little something more smooth and talk about updates and Easter eggs. Let's go. So, Shiri, do you want to start us off with our first update? Yes. So our first update is about a documentary that is coming out really, really soon in September 17th, uh, obviously 2021. Um, and it's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. If you don't know who Tammy Faye is, she was an evangelist. And it talks about the story of her and her husband and how they became evangelists. If you know anything about evangelists, they're basically preachers on TV, but they're a really big scam because they ask for money to like cure you through the TV. And she's one of the most famous ones. So they're, they're doing a documentary on her. I have never heard of this. Right. It's, I, I think it's a really niche kind of I thing. I want to watch it. So going on to our next update, it's about the next, next Pixar movie. Super excited. Uh, it's going to come out March 11th to 2022. Unfortunately, we're going to need to wait a while. Uh, the movie's gonna be called Turning Red. It's basically about a 13-year-old child, and she navigates through her teenage life, and every time she gets too excited about anything, she becomes a giant red panda. Yeah. Panda. She becomes a panda. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to become a panda. Why was I not like that when I was 13? I feel like it's gonna be really interesting, just because 13 is a weird age. Yeah. So, like, her becoming a panda... Uh, like such a weird age where you have all these emotions, which we're going to talk about in this episode, but all yeah. the emotions and everything. Yeah. Continuing on to what happened today in the world, in the Disney world. So as of this episode being released, which is June 29th, um, in 2007, Ratatouille, which was the eighth animated feature film by Pixar, was released. Ooh. Oh, I love Ratatouille. I, I, I love talked, it. We've talked about the fact that I've watched Ratatouille in French. <laughs> and I do really enjoy it. <laughs> I, I want to do that one day. It, it sounds like a nice experience. Because French is so similar to Spanish, which I do speak. Yeah. Then it, it kind of, we talked about this in the episode about languages, if you guys haven't heard it. Um, it kind of is similar enough where you can kind of get the gist of it. Also, mm. I've, I had previously watched it in English, yeah. so I kind of knew the plot. You watched in. it without subtitles? Yeah, because it was for my French class. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Our next update is about the Disney Imagination Campus launching uh, to teach critical skills and encourage career exploration. So basically, the Disney Parks is launching a reimagined line of educational experiences for student groups that will harness our beloved much, much, much dear Disney franchise as well as Walt Disney Imagineering and Disney Live Entertainment. Right. So basically the whole point of this, the camp is it's launching really soon uh, on January 2022. Soon. Um, it's basically creating a bunch of workshops and experiences and performance and shows. And it's going to include a bunch of subjects going along with arts, technology, science, humanitarian leadership. And the whole 
point of it is to bring younger kids, students, teenagers into creating more of a better kind of world. It's yeah. part of like the whole Disney program. Imagineers in general and Disney do a lot. So adding on to it is really nice. It's great to see Disney wanting to help younger kids oh, develop yeah. a career that they 100%, can be in. 100%. Especially in all these things like technology and science and leadership. Oh, stuff that is so important nowadays. And like having a space to learn all that, like cultivate that, like for young like young people, it's just perfect. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Going on to Easter eggs. Yes. So, um, do, do you want to start us off? I can start us off. So, um, our first Easter egg is that we can see Aladdin's lamp in Moana. So, in Tamatoa, which is the crab, uh, he has a treasure collection you can see in the movie. And um, between all his treasures, you can see Aladdin's lamp. Right. It's a good one. We actually talked about Moana and like a very close to this part of the movie scene. Right. Last episode, if I'm not mistaken, with the hook. And Sven. And we also have Aladdin's lamp here, which is great. Yeah. Continuing on to, like, a very general um, Easter egg, which is not, like, this one specifically to a movie. It's going to be the Pizza Planet truck. So, officially, the first time it appeared is in Toy Story, where the characters actually went to a science fiction-themed pizza place called Pizza Planet. Um, since then, <laughs> the truck has appeared in every single Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you've there. probably seen it. It's like it's visible. It's like not a hidden Easter egg, right? Like we talked before, because we've done Pixar Easter eggs before. Um, Pixar has a thing of having general Easter eggs, not just specifically to their movie, and yeah. it just kind of shows that it's a Pixar movie. Yeah, going along with it is also uh, the balls, the ball, exactly, and um, the a uh, oh by, the, by and large, yeah, by, by and large, large yeah. There, there's a bunch of them, so like this is one of them. It's nice. Go look for it. Yeah, um, you can literally find it in any Pixar movie. You pick yeah. one, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let, let's start off with our episode for today, which is going to be on mental illness. First of all, we want to state out there that these are things we found online. We're not trying to attack anybody who has these mental illnesses. Definitely. Because they are real. Yes. And we just want to bring awareness that even our favorite Disney characters have these mental illnesses yeah and the fact that they're out there and we are talking about it i think makes a huge thing to stop having people think so much badly about mental illnesses agreed uh mental illnesses is a very like delicate topic that people not, not necessarily don't give enough importance to but just don't know how to approach it and it it it's a it's a very easily triggered topic. Right. So we're, what we're gonna try to do here is like approach it in the best way we can, and also, uh, we really think it's important to talk about it because it's an important topic and it's something that it's in our society. Not necessarily this specific mental illnesses we're gonna talk about related to Disney, but it is something that is on our day to day lives, all around us with people we know, family, friends. So it is a very important topic, and that's why we're decided to talk about it here. Right. Like I said, um, if you do have a trigger to mental illness, because I know a lot of people do, you don't have to listen to this episode. We have another. We have great episodes that don't have to deal with mental illness. At we all. do, yes. So I guess this is kind of a trigger warning, just in case. If the title didn't say anything, because the title is mental <laughs> issues. But anyway, um, we're gonna start off with Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Um, Ariel has 
hoarding tendencies for starters mm. um which basically it's not like a life-threatening issue yeah usually but mm. she has a habit of collecting things and hoarding them and then she gives sentimental like she gives sentimental value to the things like she attached she like gives them attachments um if, even if they're worthless like right so like for example the fork the fork yeah is a great example about this she thinks the fork is like this great thing from above and like to humans it's forks, a fork yeah you have like at least 10 in your house you know like it's right a fork. even in the in her song where she's singing and we see all her things she's like i have 10 thingamabobs which is insane yeah she just keeps listing her endless collection of like human stuff and all of them like what 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 does what is the use of them like what what will she do with them you know like, right first of all most of them she doesn't know the name and she doesn't know the use to them exactly but she is attached to them mm -hmm. and you can tell that she is and that is an, a mental illness yeah um it's obviously curable yeah and it's obviously not life-threatening like other ones are which is great mm. and i think she kind of gets a little bit rid of it by the end of it because she's living in in this palace where she's not collecting all those things yeah because she has access to them because they are very accessible things right which we're gonna we're gonna continue on to some that are a little bit harder than yeah. this one so the next one we have is about peter pan it's actually called peter pan syndrome so the the illness here would be the the idea of men that never grow up right um, it's, it's this thing that the, the syndrome itself kind of is, it's not based on Peter Pan, but Peter Pan does have attributes and that's why it was called Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah. Basically it's for people who do dangerous things and they're troublemakers and they have signs of, uh, violent behaviors and yet they want to stay young in their mind. Yeah. Um, so. I, I feel like this is one of those syndrome, uh, that like isn't based on the movie but once you examine it you can kind of see where it's Definitely. going from not even like a mo the movie specifically like the character itself yeah. like if if you anal deeply analyze disney like the characters like we're doing here right now you'll find out that they have like much more like characteristics like the ones we're talking about so like it's unrelated to the movie it's related to the character in my opinion I agree. I like think the, the structure of the I think people who have come up with all these um mental illnesses for the characters yeah are evaluating the character as a whole much more than what they're doing in the movie because yeah. in the movie Peter Pan having a Peter Pan syndrome has yeah. nothing to do with it. At yeah. All. And like not necessarily like touching upon the storyline or anything like that just like analyzing the characters the one. Right. Uh continuing on to one that we have talked about before. Oh yeah. This is um from Beauty and the Beast, from Belle specifically, she has Stockholm Syndrome. So Stockholm Syndrome, as we talked about in another episode, is when you were kidnapped. And instead of creating like hatred or like disgust or any negative feeling towards your kidnapper, you end up creating positive feelings and like falling in love with him in Belle's case. Right. Um, like we did talk about in our episode on um, feminism, the creator of... Um, Bell or Beauty and the Beast generally yeah. the director doesn't agree mm -hmm. with Bell having Stockholm syndrome which I think is an important fact to it uh-huh um continuing on to Cinderella Cinderella has something that is called dependent personality disorder 
which basically means that she depends on people. Um, yeah. Tally, do you want to give us a bit more of an explanation? Sure. So uh, what happens is that even like she lives with her stepmom and her two step stepsisters, and her stepmom, as like the base of Cinderella's story, is cruel to her. She makes her like as as a maid, like she makes her clean things, do things, sew dresses, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, she doesn't leave. Right. Um, continuing on with that, then she she's submissive and like Tally said, yeah. and then. She doesn't get out until she gets help from her fairy godmother, which is another person that she's depending on. Yeah. And then she moves on to the prince, which, which is... is the third person she's depending on. So basically what happens is all over, like all along her life, she depends on different people because she can't. Not, right. Like it's part of her, her mental illness, if we could say so. Like. Right. So let me give you a little bit more about this dependent personality disorder just to add on, just so you guys understand a little bit more of the context as well. Mm-hmm. Um. It's given to people who usually have a really bad case of separation anxiety disorder as kids, which basically means that they have anxiety when they get far away from their parents. Mm -hmm. In the story, Cinderella's father has passed away, yeah, which causes this separation anxiety disorder and then leads on to dependent personality disorder. And it is mentioned in the movie that she was really close to her father. Right. So so it makes it makes a lot of sense once you look at it from a psychological kind of perspective where you think about like, well, she was really close to her father. Something tragic happened. Mm. And we know that usually when when tragedies, big tragedies happen, especially in a child's life, it can lead on to develop other issues. Yeah, definitely. Um, so our next one would be Anna. Uh, the mental illness like related to her is a little more known it's adhd which stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder which basically means that uh, she's hyperactive she can't pay attention to stuff she's impulsive she's always like jumping around or whatever and that's anna right In in the movie in the beginning when we first meet anna as an adult um she's jumping around uh the couches stuffing her face with chocolate yeah tripping over everything she's excited about windows and salad plates <laughs> which by the way while writing this episode tally kept laughing oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't like i just i read it there and i was like oh well it's um, there i mean windows and salad plates why not it is what she's excited about it is what it is yeah um she talks really quickly and then she accepts a proposal from a guy that she met like Two hours before, three hours before. Yeah, no, no, that that's like the the main like indicator. Like literally, as Olaf says in the second Frozen movie, "Hi, I'm Anna. I'll marry a man I just met." Exactly. Um, you can definitely see her ADHD throughout yeah. the movie. She doesn't stand long. She can't have conversations when she's first having a conversation with Kristoff. She's also all over the place. Yeah. So like, it's she a- is all over the place as like a person, right? I feel like ADHD is a, out of all the syndromes we talked about and some more that we're going to talk about is one of the most known and common yeah. ones. Yeah. Which also shows it's important to have these kinds of things that children with ADHD do relate to. Yeah. And I'm sure that if they're having a conversation with Anna, it would make a lot more sense than having a conversation with somebody that doesn't have ADHD because they're sure. both relating in this like we can't keep a conversation in one way street. Yeah. Uh, being a like. Being a child and watching uh, a movie you look up to, 
or any type of, I don't know, anything you look up to, people even, and seeing that there are things in those super people that you can relate to, like little things like, oh, I do this as well. Oh, I thought of this as well. Like, it makes it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. I, I definitely agree. Now that we've been doing a lot of research on this, we definitely see things that like we didn't before. And I'm sure if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about the movies like we did, yeah. it does open your eyes to a lot of things. It does. That you would have never thought about. Like these, A lot of these movies came out when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And like we wouldn't have ever thought that they had any no. of these. No. Um, but as adults, now thinking back about it, it does make sense. And it does give further into Disney and how Disney thinks about their movies, which is, yeah. it's great. Like even things that we wouldn't have thought about that maybe Disney also didn't think exactly. about. Exactly. Like going back to what you said about Beauty and the Beast, the director saying it, it had nothing to do with Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe all the diseases we're talking about here, like Disney didn't think of them. But people like Disney fans like us or regular people watching analyze it and like see it and once you raise awareness about that when once you stop and think about it that's that's an important exercise to do right i definitely agree we have um a couple more movies to talk about and then we have a little extra that is currently happening as we talk but i'll leave that for the end tally's giving me a confused look she doesn't know about our extra by the way i don't know about this is is also a surprise for tally (laughs) i am very curious Okay, let's finish up this episode and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Do do you want to continue us on? Sure, sure. Okay, let me, let me refocus for a second because I'm very curious. Okay, let's go. So, uh, Merida from Brave, she has or allegedly has antisocial personality disorder. So, um, let me let me set the question up because I wrote a question and I think it's an important one. Okay. The question that comes up when people were talking about her having antipersonality disorder is, does she take off this whole, like, not wanting to get married? Is it because of feminism? Or might it have to do more with antipersonality disorder? Antisocial personality disorder. Antisocial personality disorder. So the whole thing with um, antisocial personality disorder is that they don't like confirming to norms. They don't deal with society's norms. They don't know how to. Yeah. So the the tendency is to disregard other people and bend the rules and yeah. not understand society as a whole. Exactly. Which is literally what she's fighting for the movie. Like, she doesn't want to get married. Like, marriage is this um, structured society pattern that allegedly everyone needs to get married one day, have kids, have a family. And that's not what she wants. And that's what her parents want. So that here comes the part of disobeying. Right. It's not only not applying to the norm, it's also disobeying her parents' wish. Right. This this is a syndrome that develops in late childhood or, or teenage years. Yeah, which, which is Marina. Right. Yeah. Which also explains her separation from her parents, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is that we do classify her as a feminist character. Yeah. Watch our feminism episode. <laughs> but I will say that adding on to this, I do feel like she has some sort of um, antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Would make sense. I can see it, even though we do like her as a feminist character. Yeah. So for children, I think it's great it's to have debatable. her have, uh, as, a, as a feminism character, like yeah. for kids, for young children, yeah. for girls growing up. Once you become older and you're watching these movies like we are, we're adults and we can step away from only having mm-hmm. her as that. There is... 
a sense to it and it does yeah. make a lot of sense as well honestly if if i if i was watching the movie without knowing that i don't think i would think of it no me neither. i mean looking at it right now like right in front of me like li- like reading what, what it means i'm like oh wow it, it fits right but it's not something that i would think of by myself which which is great to go along with it it happens with a lot of these movies with almost all of them yeah. you wouldn't think about this but then having this added on once you understand and once you become older it adds on to the movie i think yeah. in a way that watching the movie for the first time not knowing this doesn't have because now we can see somebody who's dealing with her disorders and her mental illnesses yeah. and how they can step forward from it the nice nice i mean the okay <laughs> the process of it is that, for example, um, say you have an ADHD as a kid. You watch Frozen, a kid that is a kid when Frozen came out. They look at Anna and they're like, oh, I relate to this, I relate to that, I feel like this, I feel like that. And then they grow up and they, I don't know, look it up and they see that Anna has ADHD. 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 They see that Anna has ADHD. They're going to be like, oh, wow. I, I knew it like I, I I actually had identified with this character like there's a deeper meaning like I'm not Anna's friend because she's a nice princess because she marries because she sings whatever Anna is me yeah Anna is me so let's let's touch about the last movie that we have in this um I think it's a movie that is pretty obvious what they were doing in the movie and yeah. that's inside out yeah so the whole movie is made to deal with emotion. So there's like happiness, sadness, disgust, and, anger uh, and fear. Sorry, exactly. <laughs> anger and fear. Exactly. So um, the mental illness here would be that Riley has depression. Should you want to tell us why? Sure. Um. So basically, what happens throughout the whole movie is that depression is trying to take control over joy. Sadness. And she, yes. And she she touches the orbs and the. All these happy memories start becoming blue. Yeah. They went from yellow to blue, which means they're getting depressed. And the whole process is Joy trying to get rid of depression completely. Mm-hmm. Or sadness, I'm sorry. Trying to get rid of sadness completely. I said depression before as well. I'm sorry. Because I'm, I'm looking at the word depression while I'm talking. <laughs> um, so Joy is trying to get rid of sadness, making like everything not be. But what, what happens is sadness gets like ejected out of Riley's brain. Yeah. And um, everything she touches becomes sad and depressed. And, like, all these other memories are now becoming sad. Yeah. And um, Joy also ends up leaving to get sadness back. Mm -hmm. And then all the emotions that stay in the brain are negative ones. Yeah. We have anger, fear, and disgust, which obviously you wouldn't... Are all negative emotions. Right. So the whole process and the whole movie is trying to show us that we have sad moments and we have to let sadness take over sometimes yeah and that's okay but also there's a scene and i don't think we wrote about this the scene where we see into riley's mom's brain riley's leading depression is joy but her mom's is sadness so the whole thing is that we need all of our emotions to work together obviously if you have depression it's not the easiest definitely it's like in any not in any given moment we're saying any of these like mental illnesses are superficial or easy to deal with just want to right not at all we we understand how hard it is to deal with emotions and depressions and any other mental illness 
Um, but what I'm saying is like the whole point of the movie is for kids who might be developing some sort of depression as they yeah. become teenagers. Yeah. Because th- some people do develop depression as teens. Yeah. And um, to understand that it's okay. It's okay. It's, I mean, even like the character in the movie has it. And the whole movie is about what happens inside Riley's brain. And a nice thing to think about is what is happening outside her brain while all this is happening inside. Right. You Riley, know, so Riley's like, going through a tough time in her life. Exactly. So that's another like trigger we could say. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie, obviously, it's a kid's movie. It ends in a nice way where all the emotions are working together. We know it's not always realistic. Yeah. But it, for kids who might be going through something hard and might be sad and might be depressed, it, it gives nice them hope. View. Yeah. It gives them hope. It gives them the chance to think that maybe all their emotions can work together to achieve a goal, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. And Inside Out in general, I think it was done very well to show children emotions. Me too. Me too. I think it was really well thought. Yeah, especially it's, it's a movie of somebody becoming a teenager and her emotions changing. And I think that's... That's the best out of all of it. So now our extra. What is our extra? Can you please explain to me what an extra <laughs> I, is? You I recorded like 11 episodes with you and I've never heard of an extra. <laughs> I know. I wanted, I wanted to, to surprise the world. You're going to have a lot of opinions on this. So this happened on April 7th, which okay. right now it's... Um, April June. 7th this year. Yes. Okay. Um. So it's been about two months yeah. since it happened, more or less. Okay. Um, what happened is that Alison Stoner, who used to be in Camp Rock, she used to be in a lot of Disney movies as a child. Okay. She started really young, really young. At about six years old, she started acting. Mm-hmm. Has come out with a YouTube video. <laughs> I, I I don't know where this is going. I okay. don't know where this listen, is going. Listen, listen until the end because it has a lot to do with mental illness. And this is why I'm adding in, into the episode. Okay. She made a YouTube video that currently has about a billion views. It's a million views. Sorry. um, It's crazy. First of all, it's called the toddler to train wreck industry complex. And basically in this video that she does, it's about a half an hour video. Okay. She talks about how Disney and other corporations, but let's talk specifically about Disney. She was part of Disney. Creates this kind of complex where all these child actors develop mental issues. Okay. So let's think about it in this way. Let's say, for example, one of the most known that came out with like having huge mental illnesses after Disney was um, Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. And Demi Lovato and less uh, crazy kind of style, but like Selena Gomez and the the Jonas Brothers. I see the pattern. So basically what she came out to say, she's she's opening a conversation that she wants all these childhood stars to come out and talk about how horrible they were treated as children, which causes this whole industry to have a train wreck complex. So... It's still going on. I hope more people come out. I completely shocked Tally with this. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, w- I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> yeah, Tally, Tally's never quiet. She's a little quiet right now. <laughs> but basically, um, she came out to say that she was overworked and that there's no psychologists in the recording studios whenever they're recording. 
And kids are put into situations that are could be very traumatic for them. One of her first stories, it wasn't in Disney, but it was her first movie, her first performance that she can remember that she went to an audition. She had to audition as she, if she was sexually molested. And she was six. Wow. And then nobody, there were no psychologists. There were nobody who could deal with her, her trauma of like wow. having to position herself into this. And then she went to a audition for like a Barbie to be like a Barbie commercial kind of girl. Yeah. And she said like, I didn't have anybody to deal with this. And none of these celebrities do. Yeah. These childhood celebrities. Yeah. And it causes an issue because you're put into very sentimental places. Mm-hmm. Hers is like an extreme. Yeah. But even let's talk about like normal movies. Like for example, Hannah Montana. Because mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus had a huge break after finishing Disney. They have scenes that are really tough mm-hmm. and they're made tough, but we don't think about the actors in the scene. We think about kids watching it. But we don't think who's acting. That's right. And true. and the actors, especially when they're young kids, yeah. and there are Disney shows with young kids are put in these situations. Yeah. Most Disney Channel movies and shows are with young kids or teenagers or like no older than 18 years old. Right. And the fact that they don't have a structure to support those people shock me because Disney Channel is a they have money. They have the resources. They should be doing that. Right. So Allison's whole whole thing, Allison Stoner's whole thing is now finding solutions. She does end her her YouTube video saying that one of the best things they could do is make stronger laws for kids. Because currently the law going on, from my understanding of it, mm-hmm. is that they can work a certain amount of hours, but it's only for that one show. So if they're doing two or three shows, mm-hmm. it's not all the hours combined. It's like one oh. show you get, I don't know, like you can work six hours and then you can work a t- general, let's say, of like seven hours. Okay. So you're working six hours on one show and then you go to the next show and they're like, well, you didn't work six hours for us, so you're working another six hours. Wow. And it keeps adding on. She also wants there to be more psychological help in general in the studios. It should be. There should be. After in, She says that at the same time as recording. So like when they finish a traumatic scene, they can go to a psychologist and the psychologist can help them mm-hmm. not mentalize the harshness. Because yeah. a lot of actors, especially when they're children, they're acting from emotions real emotions they're not just acting you know yeah so this this is currently happening i hope that more people come out but i think that we decided to do this episode nothing to do with this this extra i just saw it while i was looking up um some mental issue things Mm -hmm. and when i saw it i said i i need to add it on because i I do think it's important Mm -hmm. and it's very true and realistic and we have seen it happen not just in disney I can think of a lot of celebrities Nickelodeon. From, from Nickelodeon that came out also with some strong issues. And they're also coming out now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do think that we need to change how children actors are going because we don't want these people to have traumatic issues. Like Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato have come up to talk about all the issues they had. Yeah. And Demi Lovato was several times put in mental institutions and she she used to do drugs i'm gonna be really honest i've never thought of it this way this is like mind open i hope for you guys the listeners is also like opening your mind because for me right now it is um yeah 
I I I think it's it's an important thing. I I hope the change comes. Um, I hope that you guys also. I don't want to say enjoyed our episode, but it opened your mind. Yes, it made you think. Right. This was part of your world here in IDC International Radio 106.2 FM. I'm Shiri. I'm Tali. Thank you for being with us today. 